بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وما بعد فقال تعالى بدأ الإسلام غريبا وسيعود غريبا فطوبى للغرب في مقام آخر وقال بدأ الإسلام غريبا وسيعود غريبا كما بدأ فطوبى للغرب فطوبى للغرب أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه reported that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said Islam began as something strange and it will return to being strange it will return to being strange so blessed are the strangers give glad tidings to the strangers give glad tidings of the, of the tuba which is the name of a tree in jannah to the train to the strangers yeah, this is in ibn majah kitab al-fitan now who are strangers in a world based on oppression courage is strange in a world based on amassing personal wealth Charity is strange. We live in a world today where they expect that in the next 12 to 18 months, the world will have its first trillion year. Next 12 to 18 months, the world will have its first trillion year, which means that one person will have more wealth than many countries. In some cases, many countries put together, one person. And this is expected to happen in the next 12 to 18 months, irrespective of whatever else is happening in the world. But for poverty to be eradicated, they say that it is likely to take another 270 years. SubhanAllah. So in a world that is based on oppression, courage is strange. In a world based on amassing personal wealth, at any cost, charity is strange. In a world where net worth means dollars, net worth meaning character is strange. In a world ruled by merchants of death, saving lives is strange. In a world where making money is the goal, the means be damned, virtue is strange. Therefore, blessed are the strangers because they struggle for a world where charity, character, Courage, virtue, and kindness will be the standard. And that is the world of Islam. Our biggest problem is that we have reduced Islam, which came as a complete way of life, a deen, to a bunch of rituals to be practiced at will. We have learned to live with dichotomy of thought and belief. To hold two opposing ideas in your mind simultaneously is a sign of intelligence. To hold two opposing ideas in your mind simultaneously is a sign of intelligence. To hold two opposing beliefs in your heart simultaneously is a sign of hypocrisy. Let us ask ourselves, what is our condition? We find nothing strange in memorizing the Quran, reciting it beautifully, but dealing in interest-based banking at the same time. We seem to believe collectively that Islam is outdated and needs to change. Muslim countries where interest-based banking is permitted are examples. Our own lives and how much we practice Islam in them are examples. Islam is a matter of convenience for us. 
We do it if it is convenient. If not, we try to twist it to make it convenient. If not, we leave that aspect of Islam. But we will not change our desire to suit the rule in Islam. We like to ask, what would Rasulullah do if he were here? The real question is not what Rasulullah would do, but what we would do if he were here. If Rasulullah were here, we would run from him and hide. That is the truth. He would be more devoid of support in today's world than he was in Makkah. It's a great mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he, that he caused us to be born when we were born. We blame our rulers justifiably, but we are no different. Ask how many Muslims would like to live in a country where the law of the land was the Sharia of Islam. And you will have the answer. Before you ask any other Muslims, ask yourself, how would you like, how would you like to live in a land in which the rule, the law was the Sharia of Islam? My brothers and sisters, whether it is Islam or whether it's anything else, hypocrisy does not work. Lying does not work. Saying something, doing something else doesn't work. Not walking our talk doesn't work. Anywhere, in any field, there is value in saying and doing the same thing. There is value in congruence between thought and speech and action. And where this congruence is fractured, where a person thinks something, says something else, and does something else, this is a sign of hypocrisy. And that is one of the biggest problems that we have today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this and said, Ya ladina amanu, lima taquluna ma'ala tafhalu. Kabula maqtan inda Allahi an taqulu ma'ala tafhalu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Oh, you believe, why do you say something that you don't do? And with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a great crime. This is very serious that you say something that you, that you don't do. The word of the believer is his bond. If a person, if a Muslim says something, that is written in stone. This is our honor. This is our face. To say, I will come here, I will meet you, I will do this, I will send you this, I will, you know, I, I will, I will, whatever you say. We may think it is small, it's not small. When I say I will do something, this is me, my character, my face, my signature, my honor, which I am putting on the line for you. No matter how small it is. This is a big fallacy that we play with. Where we think that something is small and something is big. It's not small. If I say I will meet you at 9 o'clock, that is my honor on the line that I will meet you at 9 a.m. or p.m. And if I am not going to do that for whatever reason, then it is my responsibility to tell you before that time that I'm sorry, I told you I will meet you at this time, but I'm not able to do it. If I don't do that, if I just don't show up, and then later on, to make matters worse, the next day when I ask you what happened, I was waiting for you, and you tell me this long story of this happened, that happened. This is, you have just insulted yourself.
you have just slapped yourself in the face because you have gone and destroyed your own honor. You don't realize it, but these small things are what build our greatest asset, and that is reliability. Reliability, credibility. The word of the Muslim is his honor or her honor. When we don't do these things, when we think they are small and we ignore them and we play games with this, we are destroying our credibility. We are destroying the greatest asset we have. And remember, it, is, it takes a lifetime to build credibility. It takes a lifetime to build reliability. But it takes one incident to destroy that lifetime's work. Maybe the person you deal with is more merciful and has more, you know, maybe they like punishment, I don't know. Uh, so maybe they forgive you the one time, maybe two times. After that, after that. So please understand this. If you are a stranger, if I'm a stranger, we have to be strangers in this beautiful good way. And that is by respecting the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And instead of that, if we are strangers in a way, or rather if we fall in line and we go with the flow, then remember that we live in a world where hypocrisy has been, has been elevated to a fine art. We see it happening all around us. Hypocrisy seems to be almost like a uh, prerequisite for success in this world. Because if you are swimming in a cesspit, then floating on the top will be the biggest lumps. That's where we are. If you want to clean yourself, you have to get out of the cesspit. Here, it means not physically, but figuratively. Move yourself out of this world. Connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Clean our hearts, purify our hearts, purify our actions, purify the company we keep. This is very important. Purify the company we keep. Stay away from negative people. Purify what we listen to, what we read. Make sure it is positive stuff. And ta'alluq ma'allah. Turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. O sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله